Being a mom is a huge responsibility. We make important decisions that will impact our family's quality of life, but we rarely have access to the information we need. Mama's Toolbox is a monthly podcast interviewing professionals to answer questions about topics that matter to moms. Welcome to Mama's Toolbox. This month on Mama's Toolbox, I'm meeting with Rebecca Cronk, owner of Get Cronked Fitness Studio in Kempville. Welcome, Rebecca. Thank you. Your fitness journey started at age four with gymnastics. Then there was tumbling at age seven, competitive sports, and fitness competitions. Sounds like you were always driven to push your physical boundaries. Tell me about this journey. Um, so when I was younger, it was always kind of sports, sports, sports. Um, a lot of training, a lot of a lot of dedication. Like, thank God for my poor parents who drove us around and paid for everything. Um, yeah, so even like when I was younger in elementary school, it was leave school early to go train. And so we were always very focused and kind of, I mean, for me, I think everybody knew in high school that I would end up doing something kind of in the sports and fitness realm. Um, and then as I got older, I kind of went away from the like individual sports and kind of got more into the team sports, um, fell in love with kind of the three volleyball basketball soccer um played very high level basketball and soccer and then volleyball at school um then for soccer kind of chose that one as my main one when I was in probably grade 10 uh wrote that out as long as I could kind of had the heartbreak of hopefully going to play varsity soccer um ended up through two weeks of training camp and then kind of getting cut on the last day because numbers didn't add up for them so have experienced the politics behind sports as well, which mm-hmm. is not always pretty, but is always very much present, especially now. Um, so I had that heartbreak and kind of lost myself. So when I was in university, it was first year university, heartbreak, moved away from home, cooking for myself, kind of started to put on that freshman 15, um, felt very lost. Then one day woke up and kind of went, who am I? Like, what am I doing? I'm studying a bachelor of science with a specialization in human kinetics and I've never sat on my butt more in my life like what am I doing um and that day kind of woke up and decided to try and run to the university uh, which at that point I lived probably at least 10 kilometers away wow uh, about halfway through kind of changed my mind and decided that it may not be a good idea but I had no choice but to keep going uh thank god I brought my bus pass so I could bus back home um but then it was kind of like okay there's this thing called a gym like let's give it a go I wasn't playing soccer because I was just so heartbroken over the soccer that I I couldn't even look at my equipment kind of packed it away um and then kind of hit the gym and figured it out learned what I was doing and it wasn't until probably halfway through university that I got some personal training certifications and thought hey like this might kind of be it and then had some bad experiences with boys in university um, had them call me fat and whatever and really? boyfriend at the time um, which kind of put that challenge mentality back into my mind where before it was you're challenging your competitors right. and now it was kind of I was challenging him like what, what do you mean I'm fat like what do you mean I, I can't do it right so then that's when I kind of found a coach and started my fitness competition journey um, 
Then after I kind of got rid of that boyfriend, which I'm sure my parents were thrilled about, <laughs> and the next one said I wasn't allowed. And for me, once again, another challenge, right? Like, what do you mean you're going to tell me what to do? Right. So continued on that fitness journey, then decided to step on stage as an actual competitor. Um, ended up in that competition um, placing fifth, which qualified me for, I think I played, placed fourth or fifth, actually. Um, and that qualified me for provincials. So my first time stepping on stage, qualified for provincials, had probably the best physique kind of ever at that point in time. Yes. Yep. Um, and actually sent those pictures off to both the two that said, you're not allowed and you can't. <laughs> You'll never be dedicated enough. And said, look, like I did it. So kind of screw you all. I can do yeah. whatever I want. Yes. Um, so after that, it was kind of on to the next competition. Okay, like we, we want to be bigger, better, stronger, whatever and it just kind of kept rolling on um until where I am now so now currently in prep again hopefully stepping on stage in the fall um ended up being nationally qualified kind of dropped that qualification because I decided to change streams and categories um just based on my physique and and kind of my build I, I don't have the big v I don't have super wide shoulders and I don't have narrow hips I've got hips right and so I went for a category that kind of yeah so um changed categories just so that my physique was something that was competitive and and for me I have a boxy I have a boxy figure I have a boxy frame what curves I have I've had to build on Mm -hmm. um so finding somewhere that they praise lateral athletes Mm -hmm. um it is drug tested the the competitions that I do and um, so just being able to compete against people that have built their physiques the same way, um, they kind of praise the different figures that people come in with. So it's really nice to celebrate natural athletes and kind of go in where you're on the level playing field. And, mm-hmm. and if you get beat by somebody, it's usually because they've trained harder and longer than you have. Yes. Not because of drugs. Yeah, for sure. I love that yeah. you sent them your photos. <laughs> love it. <laughs> Uh, so you established Get Cronked in Kempville at a time when there were already two or three gyms. I know there were other gyms in existence in the area, and you've been very successful. You've received Kempville's Diamond Award. Uh, what makes your gym different? Um, I think the fact that it's it's very private. It's a private studio. Um, there's no kind of flow in and out of people constantly during sessions. Um, it's more of a community. Mm-hmm. Everybody's super supportive. Everybody comes in with the same sort of fears and are hesitant for the same reasons and and once they come in everybody's very supportive and it's kind of you're part of a team even though it's an individual thing you're very much part of a team everybody lifts you up if you come in you're like man I'm not seeing the changes I want to see everybody's gonna say you know what just keep at it and Mm -hmm. it's so cool because you come in and we see people every day so we don't necessarily notice their changes, but we have a lot of clients that work shift. Mm-hmm. So they'll see people a lot and then kind of be gone for two or three weeks and come back in and, and they'll be like, wow, like if it was you, be like, wow, Anne, like you look great. Like your shape has changed so much in three weeks. Right. So it kind of just, everybody kind of gives each other those extra little boosts or you might be totally terrified to do a chin up and we're in class and we're doing chin ups and somebody will look at you and be like, wow, you did those really well. Like you said you were terrified and and you're doing great so I think it's the community and the private environment where there's there's really no reason to be afraid and everybody comes in being afraid of the gym and that's usually why people don't go yes so just having that open environment that 
everybody kind of praises the fact that you showed up, not necessarily how much weight you lost. It's not really about that. It's the fact that you came and you showed up and you put in the work. Yes. I was shocked that you (laughs) said that you you were intimidated about going to the gym when you were at Ottawa U. I think that's a really important point, that you understand that there is that fear going in and that you, in, you know, you, it's you, you know? Yeah. And that you felt that initially going yeah. into a gym. Yeah, and even now, like, I mean, like I said earlier, I, I stand on stage in a bikini. Literally, that's it. Like, you've got two, like, maybe even four little triangles kind of covering up all your important bits. <laughs> and you're on stage flexing with a bunch of people that are nice and tan and, and super ripped. And even up until competition day... I still, if I have to go to another gym, walk in, like, shoulders touching my ears and kind of try and slink around with no one seeing me. Mm-hmm. When I first started prepping for competitions, I would work out at 11 o'clock, 12 o'clock at night so that nobody knew I was there. Wow. Yeah. So the same fears that, like, a lot of people are like, oh, heavier people are afraid to come to the gym because it's intimidating. Well, yes, that fear is very much real, but that fear is still real in people that might be skinny overweight Mm -hmm. super fit that fear is still is still present in so many people yeah that's that's sad um I know you have a son and you know your work is very physical so I'm wondering how has motherhood impacted your work so I'm a stepmom and so Sean my boyfriend and Logan his now seven year old um kind of entered my life about a year ago so I was only about six or seven months into my business when I met them. So um, my business at the time was all consuming. It was literally everything I eat, drink, slept, studio. Right. Um, and then when I met them, it was kind of like, oh boy, like this is, this is huge. This is a big change. Right. Um, so I would say I still struggle with it a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, we've recently moved in together and I find um, on the weeks we have him, I like I have that mommy guilt that yes. mommy guilt of yeah. like oh no like I leave before he gets up in the morning and I'm not there at night so it'll be like oh my god I haven't seen him in like two days right because I'm not there mm-hmm. or I'm not there to help with bedtime make lunches yeah what whatever it is for him so I find that it really gives me that extra appreciation for for the working mommies of the world yeah um it's not easy to juggle it and Luckily, my boyfriend was kind of used to the single parent gig, so he appreciates whatever I am able to add. Right. Um, but it hasn't been easy, and it kind of, I think, now I might have sort of like one step up on, I guess, my former self, because now when I'm ready to have a baby, it's I've kind of experienced sort of the older aspect of motherhood, so now it'll be kind of the, the newborn baby aspect and whatnot that I'll... I'll have to eventually get used to, but um, it definitely hasn't been easy. And being a working mom is definitely a respectable role, and and it's not easy. It's hard. It's a lot of juggling, a lot of sleepless nights, a lot of new gray hair. Um, I noticed that even my eyebrows started growing in white, which was a new one for me. Um, but uh, it's de- it was definitely worth it. Like I I love having him. I never really thought of myself as being a mom mm-hmm, mm-hmm. until I met them and I was kind of like, wow, yeah. like I kind of want to be a mom now. Yeah. Um, something totally new for me. I was always like, oh yeah, I'll have a dog and own a business and I'll be that like high up business person. Yeah. 
with my puppy and that'll be my baby. Yes. Um, I still have a puppy baby, mm-hmm. um, but I also have a human baby, yeah. which is awesome. So definitely yeah. enjoying. That's a, that's a huge change to, to have your business just yes. starting and yes. meet a man. And, and For sure, and definitely so. huge. It's been a huge year and a half. Yeah. Um, it's been two, I think it's almost two years exactly from when I first got the idea of opening a business. Wow. to building the business, to my grand opening, to working in it for six months, meeting the guy and the child. Like, it's it's been wow. quite a two-year mm-hmm. kind of, I guess, life overhaul, if you want to look at it that way. That's a huge turnover. Like, that's yeah. a huge yeah. life yeah. makeover. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I noticed that you offer programs geared to children and youth. How did you decide to cater to the whole family? Um, so when I was about to open, I had a family approach me and say, look, like our children are having these issues. There's, there's no option for kids. Mm-hmm. Um, and we kind of looked at the community to see what, what they offered. And they were right. There was absolutely nothing mm-hmm. for youth. Um, and then when we kind of researched it a little bit more, we found out that it's actually really hard to get insurance to train kids or to have kids in a gym because they don't necessarily have the same thought pattern as an adult where they'd be like, no, I can't do this. Like, it's too much. Kids mm-hmm. kind of don't even think about it. They just they do it. Or you say do it and they do it. Or like, whereas an adult, you'll have that feedback, that open feedback, whereas kids, if it hurts, they might say something, they might not. There's not yeah. that same sort of open communication with kids mm-hmm. um so yeah there was nothing offered in the area so we kind of jumped on it as as an offering we thought well if we can figure out how to get insurance for it mm-hmm. then by all means we'll offer it um kind of not long after we started offering it we noticed a lot of other places in town start offering it as well um which is fantastic because Kempa has a lot of youth the more kids that we can get off their butts yeah the better so it's almost, we try to look at it as more of like a community initiative, mm-hmm. right? Get as many kids as moving possible, whether it's with us doing weights, whether it's them doing some sort of aerobic activity, some sort of sport, as long as they're doing something, right. everybody, I call it their happy active. Everybody's got to find their happy active. Yes. Find what works for you, find what works for your kid, and get them moving. Mm-hmm. And so then, kind of, once we started that and that was rolling... Um, we have a lot of parents who come to our group classes and kids that come to our youth classes and we thought what a neat idea would it be if we combined them yes. and we had a family option so whether it's two parents and a kid or two kids and a parent wouldn't it be neat if we kind of put it all together um, so we've been running it for two weeks it hasn't picked up yet but it's very new yes right it's yeah. two weeks in but um, the, we've had one parent and one child that have come two weeks in a row. Okay. And it's been super awesome. Like, mom beams the whole time. <laughs> she just beams at the fact that her kid is working out with her the whole time. Yeah. Um, kind of interesting, though. Um, I've had a few parents say that their kids are, like, nervous about working out with them. Which, kind mm. of, to me, was interesting. And it might yeah. be kind of a new new hurdle that we kind of as a studio figure out okay what incentives can we make it is there can we turn it more into a game or mm-hmm. something else to try and and what they're nervous about yeah I wonder what they're feeling nervous about. yeah so that'll kind of be since it's so new that'll kind of be our next sort of mm-hmm. avenue to explore but 
definitely something that we want to grow because I know for me if something like that would have been available when when we were kids I'm I'm sure my parents would have jumped on it so just having that available and hopefully it picks up and just it seems like a great kind of family bonding family activity everybody's active so it's kind of like a win-win-win yeah awesome so another unique feature of your gym is your online programming how does that work so we try to do an initial consultation Mm face-to-face just because you can get a lot more out of a face-to-face conversation than you can over the phone or through email or facebook um everybody's so disconnected it's nice to meet people face to face, mm-hmm. kind of figure out where they're going, what they want to do, what their past is like, have they been successful at something, what hasn't worked, what has worked, um, sort of what kind of emotions does exercise bring out in people? Because some people you'll start talking about exercise and they'll light up. Some people you talk about exercise and it's the biggest friggin' chore you've ever asked them to do. Yeah. Um, some people are terrified of it. So. Yeah. Um, seeing them face to face helps us kind of pull out that emotion for us to better understand what they're looking for Mm -hmm. and potentially why are they going after online training Mm -hmm. it could be that they pretty much know what they're doing they just need somebody to do the program design for them right Um, could be somebody that travels a lot so they're not here Mm -hmm. to be able to come in for training or to come kind of do a program here Um, it could be that they're afraid they're afraid to come into the studio so they're kind of coming to get the program so that they can go hide and do it themselves mm-hmm. so it's just trying to figure out kind of what the best options are for them their goal setting kind of what they're looking for and if we would be a good fit mm-hmm. um, with the online training it's usually a six-week program mm-hmm. so we would get together with them figure out what they're looking for design their program send it back um, and then they have six weeks of unlimited support so whether they want to email us, phone us, message us, however we've decided we're going to be in contact mm-hmm. and to ask us questions, give us feedback, we'll touch base and make sure everything's going okay, um, find out if things are working for them, things are not working, results, things like that. Um, and then if at the end of the six weeks, if they want to keep doing it for a little bit or if they want a whole new program, then we kind of talk about what the next steps are. That's cool. Yeah. I could see moms who have a hard time getting out of the house. Mm -hmm. That would be great for them. Yeah. So on your website, you promote uh, team building activities, either in the workplace or at your gym. So I was curious, what what would that look like? Um, So we usually set it up just as we would a group session. Uh, So it usually ends up being some sort of circuit. With the team ones, we almost treat it like a birthday party. Uh, Because we've had a few of those, and we usually make it partner exercises. So you're working with somebody else. It could be your colleague. It could be your spouse, depending on the team or the group that that we're working with. Mm -hmm. Um, So it's it's fun because there's a little bit of challenge quite often between partners. um, You're not going at it alone. There's a big group, and everyone's guard seems to go down once they get moving. Yes. As opposed to always going somewhere where there's drinks involved or there's food involved it's it's a different activity so mm-hmm. uh, it can be looked at as a little bit healthier right everybody's here everybody's moving um we've also done stuff with sports teams lately which has been kind of cool we did the preseason training for the Kentville Wildcats baseball cool. um which was which was pretty awesome and we're in the process of planning stuff for uh St. Lawrence Kings hockey right now for the fall so doing the team training is also awesome because a lot of teams um, they do their dry land training, but it's not always the most effective. 
um, because quite often it's parent volunteers that are running it. Okay. Right? Because yeah. costs are usually so high for sports these days. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of times it's parent volunteers and it may not be the best choices of exercises or the best methods of applying sort of the programming. So right. it's kind of nice to be looked at as that fitness professional in the community and have mm-hmm. community teams approaching us to, to go out and help their teams, help their athletes become the best they can be and really help them train a little bit more efficiently and effectively. That sounds like a great partnership. Yeah, it's awesome. So most of the people who listen to this podcast are moms, and as the summer holidays approach, many of us are scrambling to get in shape. What's the number one mistake women make when they want to lose their baby fat? I would say there's really two. The two big mistakes, um, one is to assume that it's going to be an easy uh, short linear process. Everyone's like, oh crap, it's June. Um, like beach body needs to be July 1st. Yeah. Away we go. It's not going to be a one month fix, <laughs> right? You didn't gain baby weight or have the baby or grow the baby in a month. It's not right. going to come off in a month. Right. Right. So usually it's going to be harder to get rid of than to gain. Right. Um, so that would be like one big one. It's, it's not going to be a straight process. You're going to go up, you're going to go down, you're going to flat line mm-hmm. there's going to be a lot of changes going on especially with hormones yes um a new lifestyle that you're going to have it's going to be a very bumpy road right um the next thing would be a lot of women are afraid to build muscle mm-hmm. i have a lot of people come in they're like i want to tone but i don't want to gain any muscle well the biggest thing with that is you're not going to see any changes mm-hmm. because your muscle is what's going to drive the rest of your processes. So you you don't want to be afraid of muscle. A lot of people are afraid of muscle because they're afraid they're going to get bulky. Mm-hmm. Well, I've been trying to get bulky for probably seven years now, and I'm still like a little pea. <laughs> I, I'm not bulky. Um, the people that you see that are bulky, A, are either a genetic... Mm-hmm. like an amazing genetic person where they have a lot of higher levels of testosterone than the average population um, or they're eating, taking substances and training a specific way to get that size. Right. You don't get the giant bodybuilder scary muscles. I know yeah. I know the physiques that people are talking about. Yeah. You do not get that size with going to the gym and lifting weights. And I don't mean lifting like the five pound weights. Mm-hmm. I mean, you wanna push and lift as heavy as you possibly can, right? right? In order to make your body change, you need to push yourself and be adding a little bit more. There needs to be progression mm-hmm. in order for your body to not just always adapt. It needs to be pushed a little bit in order for it to kind of change and respond. Mm-hmm. So not being afraid to build that muscle Muscle is good. Muscle is going to carry you through if, if you're not building. If you're not going forward, you're going backwards. Mm-hmm. So Especially if you don't use core. it, you lose it. Core is so important. And the have. big thing, like, with core after having a baby is that your muscle, like, your body has been stretched. Right. Your body has been stretched the, your whole pregnancy, and then suddenly it's kind of like, whoa. Like, you, you probably don't know how to contract it anymore. Mm-hmm. So a lot of it is kind of awareness. Learning how to use those muscles again because they're not the same as they once were and now it's you relearning kind of what you knew before Mm -hmm. so it it is a bumpy road but you can I know a ton of people that are in better shape now than they were before they had their baby awesome there's hope there's hope don't give up (laughs) I saw that you are a functional trainer what does that mean 
So I took the functional trainer course a few years ago as part of a conference. Um, functional training is so important because what it allows us to do is have the knowledge to kind of take movements that we do in everyday life, bring them into the gym, and figure out ways to train in the gym so that when you go in back into your daily life, the activities you do are easier. Right, okay. Um, so things like a straight-up bicep curl. Yes, you're going to have to curl things, but you're not just going to stand there and curl a bag of milk for fun. Like, there's going to be different things that you need to do in real life. So, a lot of the time, we'll have people come in and be like, well, my doctor said I'm not allowed to squat. So, no more squats. Okay. Well, we look at them and say, how do you expect to sit down, stand up, go to the bathroom, get in and out of your car? Guess what? Squatting is a functional movement. So, there's different ways that we can help you train them. To get your body used to it again but avoiding certain movements isn't really something that you're able to do in real life mm-hmm. so for us being able to have those functional movement patterns and have that knowledge to build it in so that when you leave you have that transfer and you can still do the activities of your daily life I can see how that would be helpful with sports you know there's mm-hmm. movements specific to each sport yeah, that you need to get sure. stronger in in order yeah. to compete yeah so like and it's it's not even just sports like if you're thinking in terms of moms if you're a mom and, and you've injured your shoulder or your lower back or something like that mm-hmm. well your baby is still gonna have to be picked up mm-hmm. right you're still gonna have to hold your baby um you're still gonna have to do things for them it's not gonna be oh doc said can't do this perfect somebody else like you better step in because my kid's crying guess what as a mom you're gonna pick up your crying baby regardless of what doctor says so it's for us it's just having that knowledge to be able to train those specific patterns for you um adjusting your program accordingly to what you need and then kind of being able to send you back into the real world stronger and even having being more confident Mm -hmm. in those movement patterns helps a ton yeah stronger so you're currently taking a precision nutrition level one course and I was thinking there are so many diet trends it gets very confusing for the lay people like ourselves do you promote a specific diet or is it more a new approach to food um so I think the way everybody looks at dieting um it's it's a very negative term mm-hmm. um I don't even particularly use it myself. When I talk about nutrition, I look at it more as like a strategy. Mm -hmm. Um, But a lot of people will look at diets as what's different, right? What are you doing different? Okay, well, I'm high carb, low fat. I'm high fat, low carb. I'm no carb, high protein. So there's a million different combinations, right? And people are seeing results doing all of the above. Well, why are they seeing results? Maybe it's not what's different. Have we ever looked at what's the same? Mm -hmm. So what's the same in all of them? your awareness you're following a plan right there's usually some sort of restriction of some sort whether it's calories whether it's macros specific food groups it's always controlled um and i think that's what makes the difference because i could say hey Anne, want to lose weight you like twinkies and we could literally put you on a diet where you're only eating twinkies and you could still lose weight because for us it might be four twinkies in a day puts you at a lower calorie count than what you were having before and guess what you're going to see results Mm -hmm. now your system's not going to become any healthier however it doesn't mean that you can't lose weight based on that so um a big thing for me for nutrition is that it shouldn't be a chore 
eating should not be this crappy thing that you have to do to stay alive. Mm-hmm. Um, healthy food does not have to taste bad. It doesn't have to be plain. It can still be exciting. It still can be a big variety. Um, it's just making sure the big thing is nutrient density. Make sure it's full of nutrients. Mm-hmm. Um, the thing with the Twinkie diet, yeah, you'll lose weight, but you're getting no nutrients out of it, right? So you want to make sure that your food is varied. You want to make sure that it's fresh and and not all processed. I tell my clients to think of grocery shopping as you're a mouse. Run along the edges, right? You have your veggies on the outside. Everything kind of, if you run along the outside, mm-hmm. you skip the aisles in the middle, and that's where most of the processed foods are. Yes. Lots of processed foods. Yes. They taste good, but they're not always the best option. So what are Tasty Tuesdays? So Tasty Tuesdays are where, it's actually my mom that does them. Uh, my mom is an incredible cook. Um, she did most of my meal prepping and planning for my first few competitions. Um, so she shares a lot of recipes. Um, so a lot of things she's created are found and adapted. Um, so she'll share them knowing that they're healthy. Because if I can eat them while I'm prepping, then they're usually um, healthy. Um, my family doesn't like boring food, so they're usually pretty tasty and exciting. Um, and it, she shares it so that if you want to try something new, they're not usually overly complicated. Mm-hmm. Um, but it gives you something that's exciting and something that's healthy for you to try. So she shares them and then everybody can access them and, and eat away. Does, where does she share them? Is it here? Um, so they're on our Facebook page. They're under our notes section. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, she usually shares them there. So I think she was planning on starting them up again soon for the summer. Um, I know on there right now, there's a, I believe there's a salmon recipe, um, one for a stir fry with homemade teriyaki sauce, um, a couple different salad dressings. Um, so just a few different recipes on there. Cool. Yeah. It's almost lunchtime, so I'm getting hungry. <laughs> <laughs> you were recently awarded the Young Entrepreneur of the Year Award. So I'd like to hear about that. And I'm also wondering, because I'm thinking they're probably linked, who is your role, role model? Um, so the award was totally a surprise. Um, we heard about the nominations, and I didn't even really know I was nominated until I saw it on Facebook, which was pretty cool. And usually my mom is on the ball with that stuff, and she's like, I didn't even nominate you. So that was pretty cool, because my mom is always pushing for us. Because we're a pretty entrepreneurial family. Yeah. I own Get Cronked. My sister owns Willow and Rose. My brother-in-law mm-hmm. owns Now Tasker, all local kind of businesses. Mm-hmm. So we're a pretty entrepreneurial family. And actually, all of us were nominated for that category. Cool. So she had that nice proud mama moment of when everybody stood up for the nominations at the table. She was the one sitting kind of beaming at her three children. Um, so it was a total surprise. And it was very exciting. Mm-hmm. Um, because it's nice to get that recognition when you've been working your butt off. Mm-hmm. Um, because I know for me as well, I've always been hard on myself. You're always, okay, on to the next thing. What's next? What's next? Always bigger. Keep growing. And I know for me, my personality type, I don't celebrate. Mm-hmm. I don't go, yay, we made it. Right. And like, take the time to appreciate it. And I'm like, oh, like, yeah, that's great. Like, we made that, but this isn't working. Right. And so just kind of having that sort of breakfast banquet where it was kind of like okay like appreciate the moment right like like we made it we were recognized for it like people know like we're a young person trying to work our butt off especially with my generation as well everybody looks at us as lazy 
Mm. right? Lazy, entitled, kind of think everything should fall into your lap. Well, we're not all like that. And it's a terrible stereotype. Drives me nuts. Mm -hmm. Especially when people post it online. Oh, millennials, like, blah, blah, blah. Well, like, hey, like, I'm a millennial. I'm working my butt off, like, doing the best I can. It's Mm -hmm. not my fault that Joe Blow over there is a lazy slob. He's not necessarily the best example, but we kind of get a bum rap from that. Mm -hmm. Um, As for role model, there's nobody really in particular. Mm. Um, I have friends that own gyms. Um, I met a couple a few years ago when I was competing that own Oakville's number one gym. Mm. Um, So I see their stuff all the time. I asked them questions when I was getting set up. So they kind of pointed me in the right direction for some things. Um, My coach and his wife, their dream was to open a gym in Mexico. And actually, while I was going through my process of opening my studio, they were going through theirs to open the gym in Mexico. So my coach has now relocated to Mexico where they have the Tulum Strength Club. Um, and he is a world-renowned coach. Wow. Um, they have people there all the time doing fitness retreats. So that that's pretty cool to see. And, and he had been through starting his own studio. So when I went into prep for the first time, it was actually when I was planning the studio. And he's like, are you sure you want to do this? And I was like, I think so. And so he kind of helped me balance out my training and and working on the studio. Um, And then actually the woman that did my personal training course, my first one ever, um, she had a basement gym and I almost went to work for her when I finished school. And she is a mom of two and runs a successful business. Um, She's just in Riverside South and she runs a big fitness conference and it's kind of just different examples of one following your dream and and being able to start something that you in the first place didn't really think you may or may not be able to do mm-hmm. um and also like that you can have a family and and balance everything because a lot of people are like oh like you can either have like a social life a family be fit yeah pick one you you can you can balance them so it's finding that balance for you and just being able to see that there are positive role models in the different areas that are living life to the fullest and, and doing what they love to do, training people, having a family and all of the above. So, mm-hmm. so it is, it is an option. That's right. Yeah. So lots of role models. Then. Yeah, for sure. I read that get cronked is a body hate free zone. How is this expressed in your gym? Um, so for us, we, don't really tolerate that like side eye you know how like you go into a gym and people kind of look at you they're like well, like what are you doing what are you wearing mm-hmm. we care about what you look like well guess what we have class at five thirty in the morning nobody gives a crap what you look like <laughs> like everybody comes in everybody's here for the same reason everybody's here to work and to get a little bit better we don't care what you're wearing we don't care if it's brand name it's not snotty we like you can come in your pjs i don't particularly care as long as you come in to work um <laughs> Like, we've got some wicked hairdos that come in. We've got yesterday's makeup. It doesn't matter. Um, whatever shape you are, we don't particularly care. If there's exercises that you can't do because you can't get into that position, that's fine. Our classes are small enough. We'll change the exercise for you. We're not going to shame you and say, well, maybe if, maybe if you were smaller, you'd be able to do it. Mm-hmm. That's not the way it should be. It shouldn't be intimidating. It shouldn't be scary. Um, we keep our classes at 10 people per session so that we can make those adjustments. We can cater to you, even though it's a group setting. Um, but yeah, anything like that, like even with the kids, we've made it like a bully free Mm -hmm. zone. Um, and like we make all the kids sign a contract at the start of their sessions. 
and we go through the rules and we say if there's bullying like we'll hand your parents their money back and see you later right um we won't tolerate it I got bullied in school I changed schools in elementary school because I was bullied um so I've been there I've been through it I know what it's like mm-hmm. and going to a studio where you're going to be better and be healthier shouldn't be somewhere that you're going to get bullied or picked on because of what you're wearing what you look like what your hair is well guess what you're there mm-hmm. you're putting the work in you're there mm-hmm. so that's that's our focus is there anything coming up that you'd like to tell us about? Um, for the summer, we are starting our youth programs in July. So we're, they're going to run Tuesdays and Thursdays at 4 p.m. for the summer. And then we'll kind of reevaluate come fall as to what programs we're going to offer, if it's going to change times of the week, etc. Um, family training is still going to continue on Saturdays. So we'll see how that goes. And then we'll see same thing reevaluate for the fall and, and see what direction we want to go with that um other than that everything's gonna kind of keep continuing the way it is now we've just recently launched a uh, client loyalty program um that kind of awards clients for sending us referrals um whenever you purchase packages you get we call it our star points so you get stars once you get a certain number of stars you can either get a personal training session, you can get a discount on your next package, you can get some supplements. So there's different things to kind of just thank our clients for for coming. And for us, if we didn't have the clientele we have, we wouldn't be where we are. So it's definitely, we're very grateful for our clients because they're fantastic. They've made Get Cronked what it is. Mm-hmm. Um, and without them, we, we wouldn't be here still. So very grateful towards them so our loyalty program is kind of how we're how we're saying thanks brilliant yeah well thank you for your time i know you're a busy woman well thank you very much i appreciate you taking the time to speak with all the moms (laughs) on the podcast today hopefully we get some moms in here yes i'd love to see that yes for sure thank you thank you